We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, other than other than footy, doing pretty good. Yeah, same old story. <laughs> Tommy, how you going, mate? Yeah, can't complain, just still going each day at a time and uh, just dreading the hour and a bit we've got to record these podcasts every lost now, but <laughs> at least it's a good therapy, therapy session for all three of us, so. Yeah. That's it, get a bit off the chest. Yeah, even though it falls on deaf ears, probably except our viewers, but uh, feel like we're getting stuff done, eh? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's either either that or you just start smashing your fucking TVs or something. That's it, yeah, too bloody expensive at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, just another dour, fucking uninspiring, listless performance. I was just thinking about it today. What? Our best game all year was round one against uh, Parramatta. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I saw a couple of comments on like even the Facebook groups. So it was surprising to see a, a good comment there, but um, yeah, I saw a couple of comments. You know, round one we actually looked threatening, and if I think we all thought, and even you know non-Titans fans thought, wow, like this is a dangerous team. Like I know we conceded thirty or whatever it was, but. The fact that we come back, you know, from behind and our pack just looks so crisp and so dangerous. And, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that's the best we've looked. And ever since then, it's just been a, a steep decline, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a steady regression all year. And, and like, there's no, there's not even a glimmer of, like, yeah, okay, sure, the product of, you know, the first, 30 minutes of the Broncos game and, and that, but like there's glimmers, but there's not really any sort of hope of anything changing. No, no, seemingly no, no bright light at the end of the tunnel. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. You just, you got so excited for the start of the year and, you know, hit just, listening to all the players and the coaches just, you know, saying this is going to be the year that we finally, you know, go one step further and, you know, like, fuck, we changed the logo for a new era. And feels like, <laughs> feels like the Titans we all know and love this year. Yeah. It's just... Don't know about love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get what you mean. <laughs> I, yeah. I heard loathe. I didn't hear love. I heard loathe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
but no, you're right. It's um, yeah. I mean, even even that first half in that dreaded round four game at GIO, like I don't know what Black Magic was performed in the sheds at halftime, but ever since then, like that first half was similar to that Parramatta second half. Like there was a lot of a lot of good stuff to love and great tries and this and that, but. Yeah, some curse that was put on us apparently, and um, yeah, it's just just been one thing after another it seems. And you know, I know we've we've had a few injuries and stuff, but every club has, and it's just yeah, running out of excuses really. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> no excuse. It's just fucking grim. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's it's gone from yeah, as as you said, Tommy, like thinking things were gonna get better, and it almost seems now like it could be years and years before we see any any improvement. Like, you know, I I think I was hoping for a bit there, like you know, it could have been a quick fix, or you know, it was just just young kids getting to learn how to play together. You know, that that was the first ten weeks, but. After that, you gotta you gotta think like. I think it goes deeper than that, and you know, a lot of other teams have brighter looking futures. I hate to say it, but you know, like you know, the dogs, for example. I, I know it's only been two weeks, but you know, they look like they've got some good kids coming through, and they're starting to play with a bit of heart and effort and hunger and this and that. But you know, and the Tigers, they've made some signings. That, knowing the Tigers, it, it might not help them <laughs> sorry big t but um you know they've made some good signings and the warriors are going back to new zealand so it's you got to start looking like we you just somehow we've got to pull a rabbit out of the hat it almost seems like i hope i'm wrong but it, it's definitely you can't just write this year off as just a blip on the radar that's for sure no, like you can just see the way the season's panned out. The boys, they haven't done any hard work. Like they haven't, they haven't been put through their fucking paces in in, in preseason and and even just during midweek training. Like they, they don't want to. Like there's only like two players that are that are willing to roll their sleeves up and do the dirty work. And they're obviously not getting pushed hard enough for training. There's, it's just they're just so soft and so passive and timid and just they just it's just so uninspiring yeah like I was thinking to myself the other day like when we've had bad years in recent times right like 2017 we know what the issue was you know it was fucking home playing um, you know 2019 we know what the issue was was Garth Brennan yeah. Now yeah. after two, now after essentially two years of starting to look better and better and better, a finals appearance last year, it's all gone backwards. Every single thing that was built since Holbrook has come here has just been wiped away, and I don't understand how. There's there's something more to this club than just the coach. You know, and like I, I always look back to um, 2016 when we had Henry 
when Henry took over in late 2014, we didn't have like a, a culture and identity. 2015, same thing. But what you could see was in 2016, the guys that were in that squad started to believe in what Henry was preaching, started to believe in the hard work, the determination, never give up. And you started to see that more and more throughout the year as it went on to the point where, like we know, we made the finals that year. Yeah. And it had seemed like this was going to be the golden, the new time for the Titans. Like it felt like that was going to be the case. And obviously it didn't. And that's what it's felt like the last couple of years now. The last five rounds of 2020, we went, we won five in a row. You know, things finally look up. You know, we made the finals last year. Fine. You know, signs are looking good. It finally looks like we're going to finally break that ceiling that we've been trapped under for so long. And this year, I, I just, it's baffling. I, I, don't, I don't know where to point. Like, it's, oh, fuck, it's annoying. Well, yeah, when, some, when a season is unraveled as bad as this one has, like, there's only one direction you can point. And that's that's at the top, and that's that's at the coach. Like, oh yeah, say all you say all you want. Yes, yeah, the players missing tackles and the players dropping balls and well, yada yada yada. But it's up to the coach to get get them right and get them to do the stuff and train them to, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, you're spot on. It's it's you know, as you said, the players, you know, they're they're soft soft as butter this year. And that, that comes down to the coach, you know. I, I could be wrong, but at 90, 95%, like you said, Matt, that the coach's job is to fire up the players, get them playing tough, whipping their ass in preseason. And f- from the looks of it, that, that hasn't happened. And, yeah, you know, as great of a guy as Justin is, it's his job to do that and fire them up. And he just clearly hasn't done it. Judging from judging from the players, as you said, just looking like they've got no ticker. It's you know, we'll probably we'll get to it in the review later. But just some moments, and you just think it just looks like they just they just don't care, and they just they're not. It's not like they're going to play a game of footy. It's like they're playing a park game of footy on Sunday. You know, reserve grade like. Show a bit of hunger, show a bit of heart. Like, you're not just playing with your mates just for the hell of it. Like, you're playing a professional sport. I just, I just don't get it. But yeah, no, I agree. It starts at the top. And I, I definitely think the, uh, the clock's ticking. But um, I suppose good, good lead in the, there's obviously going to be some assistant coach changes and um, performance staff changes and stuff like that. I think, um, yeah, what's uh, you got the article open, boys? Our, our performance manager, I can't quite remember his name. Is it last name's Hall? Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I just, hang on, I just close it up. Um, yeah, uh, the Gold Coast Lions have quietly said goodbye to high performance manager Clint Hall, who was a very close ally of head coach Justin Albert. That's the blurb I've got. Yeah. He's been there for ages, too, hasn't he? Yeah. From memory, I think I've seen his seen his name in yeah, a lot of articles, and uh, I don't know if it's the same guy that does the injury reports, but I know he's been there for a long, long time. So, yeah, um, yeah and then obviously, yeah, 
Our best mate Jimmy Dimmick, he'll be heading to the Bulldogs by the sounds of it. So is that conf- that hasn't been confirmed yet, though, has it? No, it hasn't been confirmed. Just just like the the rumors, Fittler will be the coach, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, still happening, and now maybe the the Mick Potter doing well thing might change things. I don't know, but um, yeah. So obviously, if them two or the, that one's true, and then then if the Jim Dimmick one comes true, maybe they're gonna give him one last year to with some new assistant coaches to. Yeah, to see, but yeah, it'll be a shame if it's another wasted season next year because of that. Yeah, and it's Fafita's walkie as well, so like, yeah. just wasted three years of Fafita. Yep. Would any other club do that, like outside of us and the Tigers and maybe the Dogs the last few years? Like, geez, it, it's just crap to think. Yeah, as you said, we've wasted a guy like Dave Fafita has the potential to be sort of a, yeah, once-in-a-generation player. But, we um, yeah, outside of last year, there's definitely some good stuff, but that was mainly off the back of his own own doing. It just seems like coaching-wise, obviously, we've spoken about it all year, just haven't been able to get him involved. And, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's a massive shame, especially if next year's wasted. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I almost feel as though like wins now are, are kind of pointless and and hurt, but I don't know. <clears throat> Definitely wouldn't mind one or two. <laughs> Might, I would like one, but like at the same token, like if we had won that game on Saturday, would you have walked around? Would you would you have left feeling satisfied? Like that was just such a a fucking just a, an absolute steaming turd of a game. Yeah. No, like Sharks played terribly. Unless we absolutely, unless we clicked in the second half and put 40 on them, like there was no eking that out 18, 16 or whatever and going, yeah, good win, boys. Yeah. Nah, that's yeah. very true. Would have been that initial happiness, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, obviously afterwards, it's, it's not what you want as a club. I mean, we've already done that in probably two games this year. We just sort of, been a steaming pile every, of crap. Every and, win. Yeah, every, every win, actually. We've been through it, all three wins. Like, it, it's it's almost felt like that. So, um, yeah, so you're right. It probably probably wouldn't feel any better, that's for sure. You know, how hard is it to ask for, like, a, you know, just a dominant win where it, you know, there's no arguments that we were the better side? Like, oh, it's, yeah, seems like an impossible reach at the moment. I mean, I'm, I'm concerned about the buy this week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, I don't know. What's the win loss? The buy against the buy hasn't won it. The buy hasn't won a game yet, so it's due. <laughs> the coach is <laughs> under a bit of pressure for the buy, so. <laughs> uh. like a bit, I mean, it's. I know it's. I know it's a bit of a cliche joke, but I mean, if anyone's gonna, if anyone's gonna give up a halftime lead against the buy, it's us. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a point each because we'll probably yeah win yeah. a point each. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Thank God some players coming back will obviously get to, but in the next couple of weeks. But yes, <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, well, we um we can we can just you just might as well touch on that um with with the injury report. Um, I think I just brought it up and I just closed it. 
here we go. So, um, Gold Coast, damaging forward, David Feeder, set to be unleashed for the Titans, unless just like Luke Brooks. Uh, for the Titans, round 16, clash against Newcastle Knights and a much welcome return to provide plenty of impact. Put on ice for the last month due to a re-aggravation of his grade to MCL. The barnstorming back rower is in the final stages of his rehab with the representative round set to help him to be fully fit for the club's next game of the season down at the Hunter. Fafito has been integrating within the full squad skills and performing modified tackling techniques with the likelihood of being fully fit and available for selection in the night's bout. In other terrible news from the casualty ward, Kevin Proctor is now five weeks post-surgery and his right shoulder bicep tenotomy procedure and is being integrated into football drills whilst also progressive contact load for anticipated return soon. And there are no other significant injuries out of the clash from Cronulla, apart from Paul Turner having a calf strain, but he appears to be fully fit. So, yay, Fafita, boo, Proctor. Exactly. (laughs) Bro, it's just so depressing just thinking about everything that's gone on this year. Like, I just... It just baffles me how we've said it so many times. It just baffles me how we were a pass away from beating the Roosters <laughs> last year. A pass. Yeah. We, and that, that finals game, you know, you know, I think all of us believe that, you know, that, that heartache from the finals game, you know, that was going to drive this club even further, this is going to push us to be better, you know, to be more commitment, you know, to know what it means to play finals football, you know, the heartache, you know, the, the passion that you have when you play it, you know, and it's just it's just been anything else. And I thought, I was thinking to myself the other day, like as bad as our 2019 team was, they showed a lot more heart in games than this lot does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing to say, but it's the truth. And that's worrying. If our 2019 side looked like they showed more heart for this side, fuck, there is something really wrong there. And like you both said, yeah, it is the coach. And, you know, beyond the coach, you've got to start thinking, fuck, what else is there? Because, well, mate, like after everything they've put us through this year and and all that, you know, like at least at least they've still got Kevin Proctor waiting in the rings to to make us feel better. (laughs) I love how the Titans posted that like it's a big flex, like that's a season save, like oh yeah, that that sucks, that hurts. Don't worry, (laughs) don't worry, boys and girls. It's no concern. The walking not. The walking nostrils are on their way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and oh, it's just terrible. Obviously, good to have a feeder back, but honestly, like I don't know. That's it's just a shame more than anything that we're only going to see him probably maybe another year and a half, if that. So, um, but yeah, that's what I mean, Tommy. Like I was just researching, like our our twenty nineteen team too, like. The thing about that team, no disrespect to some of those players, but it was a fairly crappy lineup compared to 
what we have now, like that's the difference. Like, you know, we had guys like Shannon Boyd and, you know, declining Nathan Peets and Dale Copley and, you know, Kevin Proctor and Ryan James in the back row. Like, and I don't know, was that the year he did his ACL 2019? Ah, right. Yeah, he, he was because he had back-to-back ACLs. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, like, 29th. Yeah. So, we, you, had Kane, we had Kane Elgy and, yeah. and fucking... Peachy. You know, Peachy and... and Will Matthews. That was, like, um, the, the, that was, like, peak declining Ash Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hell, Elgy wasn't even in the squad that year. He was off at Manly. Oh, uh, was he? Oh, uh, did he? Yeah, he left. Yeah, Garth basically... Booted him out after 2018. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought he had one full year with Gar. Yeah, that would have been 18. Oh, yeah, 17, 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's the annoying thing. Like, that 2019 team, like, it's ugly. Whereas, you know, you look at this team and, like, there's origins caliber forwards and, yeah, well, because what, what we've got Mo, Tino, Dave, and now even Bo for more, like all origin style players. And then, you know, got AJ and, you know, you'd think Ryan Kelly, um, and, you know, Jaden Campbell. And we've got these. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. We've got like a good team. Phil Sami. Like it's just, on paper, it's, it's a great side. And that, that's what makes it so different from 2019 was on paper, you look at that team and everyone had us for the spoon because, you know, as a, again, no disrespect to the guys, but it was a dreadful team lineup. Whereas this year, yeah, even some people had us missing the eight. Um, but I don't think anyone would have seen this capitulation with the team we have, one to 17, full strength. Uh, no, and I was like, I, have said it before, like, I was prepared for us to miss the eight, right? But I thought, you know, it's a loading year. As long as this spine we have, well, instead of play together, you know, we finished ninth or tenth, I'll take that. If you were to tell me after round one, we would be sitting bottom of the ladder, two points behind 15th, I would have laughed at you. I would have told you to fuck off and don't talk to me. Yeah. Now look what's happened. Yep. You know, and just just comparing, and this the thing. I just want to quickly compare sides from this from the current squad to the 2019 squad. So in 2019, round 15 against Manly, we had AJ Don, Jesse Arthurs, Kelly Sami, Tyrone Roberts, Riley Jacks, Wallace Pete Fonawaka. Cartwright, Proctor, Whitbread. And on the bench, we had Will Matthews, Ray, Jack Stockwell, and Shannon Boyd. Any compared our squad to our squad at the moment to that one? This squad, as we said on paper, should be absolutely stormy. And yet, I can't fucking score tries. Like, and not even good tries, just we're, we're scoring some of the shit tries you can see. Yep. You know, and oh, it's just so baffling. Yep, absolutely ridiculous. Just a, <laughs> just a nightmare. Yep. 
Yeah. But uh, in some some better news though, um, Titans have an absolute metric fuck ton of uh, players in the rep rounds this weekend. Um, they've got 28 players across the whole club um, playing in all the representative fixtures, um, including the NRL, uh, the State of Origin, the Junior Origins, the NRLW Origin, um, the men's and women's tests, all across. It's um, it's great. So we'll just quickly run through a quick, quick, uh, quick, uh, quick um, summary of who's who's playing in what in the. Uh, State of Origin under 19 girls. Uh, we've got um, Jatea uh, Faifua, Jasmine Peters, and April Natapuna. Uh, in the in the boys under 19s, uh, Jojo Fafita, Caleb Nag- uh, uh, Nagam, Namanu, uh, sorry about the pronunciation, uh, Josiah Paulu, Tom Weaver, Jalen DeGroot, and Oscar Bryant. In the uh, State of Origin Women's, we've got uh, Avina Polite, uh, Brittany Braley Natty, Shannon Matto, Tasman Gray, Lauren Brown, Jessica Ellison, Steph Hancock, Tiana Ratford Smith, uh, Rastran Smith, and Karina Brown. So that's uh, quite, a, quite a big representation there. In the, uh, the Kiwis versus the Tonga women, uh, Haley J. Monsell, Georgia Hale, Madison Bartlett and Laker Clark. In the in the men's Kiwis versus Tonga, uh, Aaron Clark, Mo Fotawaka, uh, Isaac Liu was also named, but withdrew due to the birth of his second child. Uh, Samoa versus Cook Islands, SL Masters. In uh, New Guinea versus Fiji, Jacob Alec. Uh, in the men's state of origin, we've got Tino and Bo's in the extended squad. So. Congratulations to all those that uh, that are playing on the weekend, and I hope you get to experience what a victory is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, very well done to all of them, and yeah, it's it's in what's the poor season. It's it's still good to see so much representation, which again, as we just touched on, makes it sort of even worse with how bad the season's gone. But. Um, obviously, yeah, g- good to see, and yeah, really happy for. Bowie for more in particular. Like, yep. um, obviously, off the back of his worst game yeah. he's ever played for us, he gets a call up. That's exactly where I was about to go. You know, he, um, oh, he had he had a strong game, but yeah, he, he could not hold the pill for his life. Um, so yes, yeah, I was a bit worried when I when I heard the whispers, and then he went out and played like that. The poor fellow. I thought, well, yeah. hopefully, not a backflip from Billy, but um, no, nah, really happy for him and. Obviously, he's not, not going to play, I don't think, unless there was an injury or something to one of the back rowers. But um, just good to have him in there and, you know, yeah. getting some experience. And as you said, getting to experience maybe what a, a winning culture's like. So, no, nah, really, really happy for him. It's It's been one of our probably best signings, you know, value-wise, I guess you could say, over the last few yeah. years. Like a guy that come from Newcastle with, you know, no expectations or sort of good things read about him, but obviously a no-namer. And um, to just see now he's, you know, in the Origin extended squad and who knows, another year or so he could be in the in the 17. It's um, now nah, really happy for him. Yeah, yeah. Pretty keen on the under-19 boys um, just to see Jojo 
um, Tom Weaver and, 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 and all the other rip in and just sort of see where they're at at their own sort of um, same age group. Uh, and, um, you know, like if, if they're, you know, how, how they sort of slot in for the next generation. So that, that's, um, that's pretty exciting. Obviously, you know, Tino and, and, and whatnot um, in, the, in the men's, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess happy for, for Aaron. Um, good on you. And Mo, um, rip in bud. I hope you Maybe have a blinder, and obviously all the women that are that are being represented is such a huge. Um, it's it's pretty much our entire squad, isn't it? That's 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 playing, just about. Yeah. So yeah. Well yeah, done yeah. yeah. It's um, good on them. Yeah. I was thought, uh, I actually thought um, um, where is it? What's it? um, hey, is it Haley Jane, Haley. Haley J. Monsell, I, I thought she was, she was, she's young, isn't she? She's only about nineteen years old. Yeah, oh, mate, so many of the players we have at the moment are like eighteen to twenty-five. Yeah, like we like the women's team can do wonders in the following years to come, and I'm very excited for that. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Good to see the representation and yeah, Good yeah. Luck. Just, just we actually have two more representations as well. Oh yeah, we've got yeah, we've got Esai Masters for Cook Islands. He's playing yeah, yeah. six, so that'll be interesting. And we have our I got trying a trial guy Jacob Alec. He's playing for Papua New Guinea. Yeah, he's, he looks like a big boy, actually, Jacob. I, I don't know if he's any hope of, you know, getting a go before the end of the year. Is he? Is it top thirty? Is he? I think. I think sure. he's in the he's in the player profiles, like the on the Titans. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, yeah so I think he'll can have a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, because um, he's a, is he? A, yeah, he's a back rower slash maybe big center. Um, so. Yeah. Obviously, wouldn't wouldn't be bad to to see that. You know, obviously we're a bit short on that at the moment. So um, yeah, it'd be good to see him get a go before the end of the year. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll be watching closely see see what he does this weekend. But um, yeah, is it is it too harsh to say can Isan stay in the Cook Island system for the rest of the year? Or <laughs> is that that that's probably too much? But uh, no, no, all seriousness, well done. Haven't they suffered enough? <laughs> exactly. I don't think they even deserve that. <laughs> nah, good on them, rip in. Everyone represent their culture and their country, and nah, it'll be a good weekend. Anyway, no footy, you start to panic a bit, but all these internationals and origins and women's games, it's, yeah, something to look forward to for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, rip in, boys and girls, and well done. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, moving on to the recap. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans were defeated by the Cronulla Sharks. 18 points to 10 down there at Cross Harbour Stadium. 18 points for Cronulla Sharks. Nico Hines with a double. Uh, Brayley with a try. Hines, Moylan and Katoa each kicked a goal. What a bunch of retards. 
Um, Maju was sunk off further, all with tries. Oh, hang on, sir. That's oh, stupid. I'm the retard. Um, <laughs> this stupid app does it does it all differently. That's why. So get my other app up. I'll bring that up. There we go. Katoa, Moylan and Bradley with tries. Hines with uh, two from three with conversions and a penalty goal. The Titans, 10 points, came from uh, Thurma Emoji with tries and Osako with a conversion. Uh, apart from Bowie Thurma and Greg Marju's tries, that game was ass. Shit game of footy. Absolutely dreadful. Like, I don't think the Sharkies could have played any worse in that first half. And, um, yeah, we were, you know, we were not not great either. And, you know, it's just, it was a tough game of footy to watch. Um, I'm sure if you were neutral. So, um, but, yeah, no, you've hit the nail on the head. Marju, how the hell, we've said it every week, but how the hell was he out of the side? Like, that was a bloody great try. And, I can't believe they took the second one off him, the poor bastard. It was a great try. So uh, Is that right at the end there? Yeah, yeah, the one at the end. The Matt yeah, Moore knock on or whatever. They caught they let it play through. He ran length of the field and scored and then they went up to the bunker and yeah, Matty Moylan sort of knocked it on and regathered it. So yeah, they took it off him. Yeah, I um I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. About 15 minutes ago. As I said, I keep saying it, just an uninspiring, just a pointless game. I don't even know why. Why they even bothered playing. You'll never get a better opportunity to beat the Sharks and put a number on them and break, break the fucking curse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. Thing was, I was I was planning to go to this game um, when I got when the tickets came out because obviously Coffs Harbour to where I am is quite a good drive. Um, but thankfully, I had an 18th birthday to go to instead, so I didn't waste my time and energy going to the game. But uh, it was just shambolic, honestly, just absolute shambolic to watch and. It's like the, the only thing that I could positively say about the game was I liked it when our dummy halves run ran the ball. Like we actually looked half dangerous when Clark yeah. and Boyd were running the ball. And, you know, like we started to get a bit, more, a bit of momentum in the first half, you know, the forwards started to do their job. Um, and like I said, Clark and Boyd were starting to make some leaders. We're starting to run the ball a bit more. And like I said, it got us into some dangerous positions. And then, of course, us being us, we just completely faltered the rest of the game and just, oh, fuck, it's so irritating, this shit, man. Like, I'm having a look here. Like on the run meters and the forwards, Bowie had 169, Tino had 190, Mo had 100, and Liu had 94. Wow. You know, like the rest of them 
barely scraped 50 to 60. Jared Wallace, 52 metres, like... Bro, that's uh, fucking despicable. Yeah, that's bullcrap. In 30-odd minutes, like, that's... Yeah. Hey, he has his his mind on next year. I I don't care. He has his mind on next year. He signed a contract. He's off to be on to Wayne Bennett. That's what it just feels like now. And even um, Sammy McIntyre, like, I've just been disappointed. Like, I was really hoping he would come in and we would never have to hear the name Kevin Proctor again. But Yeah, he's been very mid. Yeah, 63 minutes, 60 metres. Like, I think it was last week, it was about the same as 50, 60 metres. Like, he's just, he, he really hasn't, and that's, that's the thing, the lack of drive we keep talking about, like, he hasn't grabbed that spot with two hands and gone, you know what, I'm going to make this spot mine. Like, he's, he's literally just been a stopgap and a bad one at that. Like, it's such a shame that I, I dead said would not be surprised to see Kevin Proctor named at starting back row. Like, honestly, I would yeah. not be surprised. Like, I was really hoping he would come in and crush it. But, um, yeah, he's just – he's been really underwhelming. Um and then, yeah, Jamin Jolliffe, he's been the same, obviously. Had, had some higher hopes. He's never going to be that game-breaking forward. But, I, yeah, he's been sort of a little underwhelming as well this year. So, ah, it's the usual Tino, Bo and Mo are about the only ones that are given a damn at the moment, the forwards, and for Fida when he comes back. But, God, if you had, had another couple of those guys step up at least, like, we'd be in a lot better position. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really much to say about this. Like, it was just a pretty, just, just a very average game at best. Um, and like, and then, I mean, after you know, we all, we all saw that game. We all seen what happened. We all watched the absolute shit that they fucking dished up. And then in the press conference, old Justin's like, hang on, where, where are we going to be? I'm going to go back for it now. Um, yeah, he was just basically, basically just said, you know, oh, you know, we're improving, tried hard. Um, yeah, tried hard, competed well, just lost a few key moments. For basically what he said. Uh, I, that was the first 30 seconds of the press conference. So I just turned off in disgust. I was like, mate. That's crap. We didn't try hard. We didn't really compete. The Sharks were fucking terrible and we were worse. Yep. It just, yeah. I just, just looking through the missed tackle stat, like, our defense is just shit. I just don't get it. Like, just looking, Paddy Herbert, 15 tackles, five misses. Paul Turner, 18 tackles, six misses. Poor old Toby, 11 tackles, seven misses. Uh, Sam McIntyre, 34 tackles, five misses. Like, there's a lot of missed tackles in there. And what the hell is the defensive coach? We've been saying it all year. Like, the defensive coach, what is he doing? Like, them, ta- them stats are just not good enough. Like, no. It's, you know, I know 
like especially from the halves, you know, 13 missed tackles between them and 29 made tackles or whatever, like no mathematician, but yeah, it's, that's, you know, 60, what, 60, 70% tackle rate, like combined, yeah. like it's just, it's, yeah, not good enough. And that's, I, mean, I, I hold hope that maybe a new defensive coach will fix it, but obviously it's not the only thing, but geez, it's definitely worth I'm, a try. I'm not going to shit on, um, on, on a kid that's out there playing some men. Uh, for missed tackles. Toby's been pretty good defensively all year. So he, he tackles around about the 80% sort of mark, 85% mark for, for a kid. So he, he does pretty well. I'm not, yeah. you know, like he, he's obviously not, you know, if, if second tyres missing five tackles as well, Toby, like he's not getting much help from his inside man. So, no. you know, like you can't sort of, you can't pin. I'm not going to shit on him for that. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'd like to see those numbers improve 100%, but he's not there. He's not there to. He's not there to bloody break legs. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Halves are never usually um, the greatest of defenders, anyway. But you're right. He's 81% usually. So um, yeah. yeah, it's just as we said off games players have, and it's what's letting us down is especially in these ones where you look at, you know, it, it kind of annoys you even more. It's only an eight-point loss and you think, well, geez, if they gave 10 15% more effort, what's the scoreline? You know, yeah. the poor Cronulla side, like, I know it's easy to say the Sharks are fourth, but I think amongst the NRL community, like, they're a good side, but they've had their moments this year and, they were they were right for the right for the picking. So um, that's twice this year they've been right for the picking when we played them. And you know the first time we shit the bed completely and got blown off the park. And this one they shit the bed and they they still come home. So um, yeah, just just annoying, you know, just really annoying. I don't know what else to say about this. Tommy, you got anything you want to want to want to bring up about this game? No, I, I'm just depressed thinking about it. It's just the same <laughs> shit every single week, and I ju- I just don't know how you can sit there at a press conference and say shit like, "Oh, we tried hard, we did this, we did that." Fucking piss off, please. Yeah. yeah. Just just stop. Stop like, with that shit. Like you're meant to be the coach. You're not you're not their best buddy. Fucking drive the boot up them. If they play shit, drive the boot up them. Yeah. You know, you can't like there's a there's a fine line between being someone that cares for them and someone that wants the best from them. You know, and like we always say, Craig Bell is probably the best at it. You know, you listen to him. When he talks, he does genuinely care about the players, but he also has that expectation. If you don't live up to expectation, he'll draft boot up you. Whether you're a fucking 250th veteran or you're 10 game, you know, player, like you have a standard to live by, and you just you can't keep making shit like, oh, we're trying, like. The, the stuff that he's saying, I would have accepted back in 2020. 
why we're coming off with a spoon there, you know? But this, this, this is the shit I would have put up with that then. But this is not now, man. We're here now, 2022, off a final share. You gotta be better than this. You gotta fucking stop being, you know, and all the re- apparently the reports are like you. I think we said last week, but it's too friendly. Like, yeah. you can't be that. You know, you're a coach. You know, you fucking, I just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it just comes down, and I think he, he's actually, he's admitted it in a couple of press conferences this year. I think it just comes down. He, he for some reason, does not know what the hell is going on, like, which is obviously right. concerning for a coach to, to not know. I'm not, not sure. It's scary happens. when you hear him say that, too, on the, in the press conferences. You, you, they're, like, you, they're like, what do you need to do to fix it? He's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you want to hear. No matter what in life, if something's broken, you don't want to hear. I don't know what's wrong. Like yeah. um, that—that that was the first. I think, or well, whatever uh, the Broncos game, or I think it was when he first said that. I went shit. Like that's 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 not right for a coach to admit that. It's not good signs. So I think uh, he's run out of answers, but. This, this will show whether he wants to be an NRL coach or not. Like, he can either fold in, his, fold in what he's doing at the moment and just keep trotting out that crap every week, or he can do some digging, figure it out, try some new things, this, that, and everything, and do whatever he can to fight for his job. At, at the moment, you wouldn't think he, he looks like he is. So, yeah, you better start. Uh, well, no, you, we, you'll know where he's at, mate. Like, You'll know where where he's at next Tuesday. Where if Kevin Proctor's in that side, you can pretty much say that he's given up. Yeah, yeah. And a rough, and a, and amongst all the other selections as well, you'll know if he trots out yeah. the same thing after having you know two weeks or a week off. You know, you'll know exactly. Exact same fucking lineup every fucking week. Yep, you'll know. Yeah. You'll know he's well and truly thrown in the tail. He's just waiting for the. Waiting for the club to pull the trigger, I think. So, yeah, uh, we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll we'll talk about it next week, obviously, when the competition gets back up and running. But like we've got Newcastle, but our actual buy, and then the dog, um, oh fuck, we've got Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. If we lose to Newcastle, I'm sorry, but he has to go then. Like it, it just has to happen. You've got to pull the trigger, and like you, you can't. It, it's one of those situations. Like we've talked about it a couple of times already. The club has to make a decision now. You either stick with Holbrook, give him some new assistance, if the reports are true that Demick's looking to leave, or you let him go, and you've got to target Flanagan, Tuvi, or that Seraldo from. Panthers, that's it. Because I'm going to say it on record, if they sign fucking Trent Barrett, Nathan Brown, any of those guys, I give up. I, I give up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well and truly. And um, that's, that's the thing, especially if the reports are true that, you know, there's um, actually uh, clauses in his contract that save the club having to pay him out big dollars. Like, that's even better for us but 
you know, it makes you it makes life a lot easier because oftentimes that's that's what saves a coach is the money you don't want to pay them out, and especially for a club that you know it's not a big club like Brisbane or or the Roosters that can just pay a coach out, no worries. Like you know, we're usually a bit more cautious because of those financial reasons. So if it's if it's true that there's you know clauses that would stop us from paying out you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, well, geez, eventually you have to look at, well, are we moving forward with Justin? Can you, you know, they have to ask themselves, are we going to move forward? Have we seen things to suggest that we're going to move forward? And if there's any hesitation, well, you know, it's, it should be an easy decision. Yeah. But, yeah, but otherwise, um, yeah, nothing more to talk about that Sharks game. Just another forgettable game, really. Yeah, fuck the Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> heads on heads like dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> With old Johnny Sins in the coaching box. Ah. <laughs> uh, nah, two losses to the Sharks. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Anthony, have our loyal listeners given us any questions for this week? Yes, they have. Yeah, we've got our questions sent through. Um, from uh, yeah, the loyal loyal followers hanging on, hearing us uh, hearing us sulk through the show every week. So, and I uh, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll start with our, our good mate Colt Colt Sando seventy eight. Um, he says, "Can we all pray tonight that our inspirational skipper Big Tino comes back to us from Origin safe and sound? Have a great show, lads." Agreed. Agreed. I think it's just better if he doesn't play. Like, I don't want to see him get hurt. And, you know, uh, I think it's just better if he doesn't play, really. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're on the phone to Billy trying to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, on the phone. I just, I just don't want to see our captain get hurt. That's all. There's, there's nothing else to it. It's not, oh, it's not up to our other motive. Just, I don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah, he has a big heart, Tommy. <laughs> um, it is a way, though. It's a catch-22. Like, it's good to have a good team, but every player you have in origin, you just think, oh, shit. Like, you're just waiting every hit up. You sort of wince a little bit. You just think, shit, like, did his ankle twist or... Like, I don't know how Penrith fans do it. Like, they have, like, their whole bloody starting 13... <laughs> In the New South yeah. team, you think, oh, my God. Like, it's their spine and everything. Like, oh, must, must. It was like Cowboys fans, like, back at the tail end of JT's career where he was just he was just running on fumes. Yep. And they're like, you know, it, it, you know, same with Paul Gallon too. Like, Paul Gallon would play three club games a year and, like, three origins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Exactly. It would be infuriating. I wouldn't know because we never have any fucking talent. Yeah, sadly, that's true. 
but buddy, I'll ho- hopefully no injuries for the what twenty eight players or whatever we have playing in rep sides. Hopefully no injuries, but yeah, yeah that's all we can hope. But um, yeah, got got a bit of a funny one. Um, at Leprechauns eleven, um, Tommy, you might want to close your ears for this one. Um, with Aaron Clark in New Zealand with the New Zealand Test side. Is there any way you boys can please arrange for the New Zealand government to slam the borders shut immediately until the end of August? <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, you said it was just in, so uh, I, I, yeah, we'll have to um, see if Albo can pull some strings. That's right, put him to the test. I, I know there's a lot going on in the world, but he's got to think important. I mean, we, we did say we were going to deport our most deplorable Kiwi citizens. So, I mean, we're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I think I think we'll try moving him to lock first before banning him yeah. from the country entirely. But um, yeah, we'll I think keep, that, yeah, keep that as planned. Before we go to before we start an international crisis, I think yeah, just play him a lock and move Tino to the front row, and we'll see how we go. That's it. We we might start with that. I think think it might be a, that, a little bit better. Apparently, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Booth had a pretty decent game on the weekend too. So, um, Burley tore fucking North Devils apart. So, and he he was quite heavily involved according to the uh, the internet. Well, that's that's a that's a pretty knowledgeable thing apparently. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So you know, surely we've got to be trying something soon. Well, you'd have to think the drums would be beaten louder, like they're beaten louder and louder every week. It seems there's good articles and good things written about Booth. So, you know. I mean, yeah, I know. But I mean, there was like 37 articles about Aaron Clark shining yeah. at lock. Yeah, yeah. And, and that did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I definitely won't, it won't hold my breath because I, I don't. I don't see it changing, but who knows? Maybe Christmas will come early. You don't know. But how how much do you hate Aaron Clark that you'd condemn him to a lifetime of living in New Zealand? <laughs> Just locking him out of the country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. He's, he's been a bit of an inconvenience for me. That's pretty hectic. It, is he going to let if, the Even Julian not... Assange has had it better than him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Gonna you know, protest as Tommy will be there with his signs, protesting. <laughs> yep. Let Aaron go. Bring uh, Aaron home. Bring Aaron home. That's it. Oh, geez. But, he is home. Yeah, he is home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least let his family visit. I hope we'll give visitation rights. It might be up to you, leprechauns, but we'll we'll, oh, we'll leave fuck, it up to fuck. you. Like, oh my god. But um no um and we'll finish uh good mate Lembretta a uh, bit of a talking point which overseas non sporting non NRL event would you most like to attend your top three so top three non NRL sporting events would you like to attend uh, I'd love to go see a um, game seven of the World Series in Boston if that ever happened. Uh, that's that's my number one bucket list. Um, probably, I'd like to go to the Super Bowl. 
I think that'd be. I'm not a massive NFL fan, but I think that'd be a, a awesome experience. Yep. And um, don't know. Don't know about another one. Yeah, <clears throat> I think for me the first one would be I'd love to go to a Champions League final, especially if Chelsea were playing. Um, you know, every time I watch watch the final on TV, you have the Champions League air for playing, and I I get goosebumps just listening to the TV. I just want to be able to be in that atmosphere, and um, it'd just be amazing. Um, Super Bowl, obviously, I feel that's just something that if you're a sporting fan, I, I think it doesn't matter how much you dislike the game. I think, again, it's just the atmosphere and how prestige, how much prestige the game actually has um, would just be amazing. Um, and I, I would love to go to a Game 7 in the NBA in Los Angeles to watch the Lakers. Yeah. That would just be amazing to be a part of. And, um, and yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, um, yeah, car- carry off the back of you, you two boys. That pretty much sums up the podcast. I'll just ride off your coattails. Um, I'll go, yeah, game seven, agreed, Tommy. Um, we're both Lakers boys, so I'll go with you to the game seven at uh, at Staples or Crypto.com Arena, whatever they want to bloody call it now. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, maybe against, say, Boston. I think that'd be pretty electric. Um, the Super Bowl again with you, Maddie. I'm not a not an NFL fan of any description, but I think it's one of those things you'd just love to go to. Like, buddy, the amount of people, the, the big stadiums, you know, just chock a block. It'd be one to watch, and um, yeah, I don't know. A third one, Matt, you might have to help me out, Tommy. I'd I'd love to go to just the wildest, craziest soccer fans, you know, where they're setting the stadium on fire and light and flare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just okay, so <laughs> just I went, when, I, when I was in England in, uh, in 2005, uh, I was living in London and me and a mate went to, uh, we went to the San Siro and watched AC versus Inter. Yep. And oh. that was one of the most fucking hectic fucking experiences I've ever had in my life. And we were right down behind the behind the goals with all the um, AC fans. And there's just flares and, like, they sell grappa. Like, there's a guy walking around, like, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, grappa, grappa, grappa. And you're like, fuck, yeah, I have some grappa. And I'm like, whoa, you're necking down these bottles of grappa. And everyone that couldn't speak a lick of English and they're like, you know, they heard me talking to my mate. They're like, oh, English, English. I'm like, no, nah, Australia. They're like, oh, you fucking... <laughs> oh, mate. I was actually... That stadium, to... like, it's like, it's like 80, it's like the size of Suncorp, but with twice the amount of capacity. Yeah. Fucking chaos, mate. Yeah, I was going to suggest that game. Um, oh, fuck that. Just Italian football is such a different level. Like, just oh, bro, that that is one thing I really want to do as well. Go to to a AC Milan and into Milan game at San Siro. Yeah. Like that would just be amazing to watch. Yeah. It was great. 
Another, another good, uh, like, if, if you can't get to that, I, I would suggest going to England and going to, like, some championship, some championship games that are, that are like derbies. So oh, yeah. We, we went to, I went to a Watford versus Luton game because uh, the guy I was working with is, was from Watford. And we, he's like, right, I'm like, you know, it's like 2 o'clock kickoff, whatever. I said, oh, right, what time are we leaving? It's, it's like an hour and a half train ride from where we were. He's like, we're leaving at five in the morning. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we get to Watford, the pub's open, we go there and we drink pear cider until we can't fucking talk and then we go and watch football and then we get out and we get into a fight. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, did, we did exactly that and fucking it was great. Yep, did, did the whole experience. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, uh-huh. just living the dream. I'm, I'm on a database. Yeah, that's it. Somewhere <laughs> up there. But oh no, yeah, I haven't I haven't really watched a game of soccer in my life or football or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, just oh, they're just a whole nother breed by the by the sounds of it. English and <laughs> Italian and soccer fans in general. Like I think I was scrolling yeah. Instagram this week and they were yelling. I think it was English. They were yelling at this player that the, his kid wasn't his. Like, oh, yelling, it's not your child. Like, it's just crazy stuff like that. You just think they're just a whole nother breed. Yeah. Oh, but it's just... for, for, for my third one, I think I've, I, I'd like to travel back in time if, if possible. And I'd like to go and watch Muhammad Ali fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I could, if I could witness anything. So I could go back and watch Muhammad Ali and one of his, you know, made the rumble in the jungle or something like that. That'd be... Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. No, nah, bloody oath. But no, was, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's the, that's the thing about <clears throat> like even even though you don't watch it, you know, Super Bowl, you know, boxing or whatever, it's, yeah, those big events, they're, they're ones you don't really want to miss even if you're not a fan yeah. of the code of the sport. So, ah, it's a good question, Lambretta. And, um, yeah, that, that's all for the questions this week. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, as usual, keep sending them in every uh, every Wednesday afternoon. Now they're back in business And uh, we'll finish off with a little bit of a little bit of origin chat, I guess. Um, Tommy, you you must be pretty pretty upset. You're gonna you're gonna be facing a whitewash when it gets to Queensland and in a, in a in a week or so, in a couple of weeks. So, uh, well. Usually I would be upset, but to see that Brad, see the fraud Brad Fitler get belted would be love, lovely to see, honestly. Um, oh, fuck, oh, I know. Just... Maddie, they're turning on each other. As soon as uh, Wayne Bennett won the unwinnable series, they fucking turned on him so much. <laughs> oh, I'm, in a group okay. chat, I'm in a group chat with about 12, 15. I'm the only Queenslander in a group of 15 people. Holy and shit. They, and when, we, when, when Phil Sami and, and, and DC and the boys. Branko Lee. Yeah, Branko. Yeah, mate. Like, fucking hell. And they, just, and they won. They, they were like. He's, he went from demigod to just absolute fraud in, in the space yeah. of three weeks. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, no loyalty, I don't mate. They just don't get it. No loyalty. They don't get it. We don't. No. Oh, fuck. Brad, Brad Fittler, mate. 
drop it, Josh and Okar, like, oh my word. How do you drop him? Like, yeah. even, I, I don't get it. Like, even the changes for this game, it's like, you know, like that, taking the shit talk out of it for a minute. Like, the Blues lost by six. And I mean, that, yeah, yeah it, it was, re- it was a think- bloody close game. Like, there was no need to if make that game was played game. for another 10 minutes. They probably win that game. Yeah, 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 and Isaiah Yo was inches away, you know, from from scoring that try at the end. Like it, and I'm, Bell Holmes saved about two tries. Like I don't think they were that far off to need like eight changes and yeah. some of the changes. Like yeah, you'd probably know you'd you'd feel it more, Tommy. But yeah, like Jordan McLean and you know Victor. Oh fuck hell! How does he? He's getting carried by the Cowboys and he gets picked. Yeah, how? yeah. He, like, it's like Kevin Proctor last year. He he looks okay in a good in a fairly good side. Like oh, it's ridiculous. Bro, like, like the other changes that I like, I look at the squad. Like, I don't mind Matt Burden being in the squad, but I wanted to see Joshua Adokar in a week next to him because because yeah. they're starting to develop that connection at doggies. I thought that makes sense. Um, I don't. It's a weird one. I don't mind Jake Trojevich being back in the squad. Yeah. Like, he's not going to make the meters, but he just, I don't know, just represents origin. Like, he just does the, the hard yards. Um, but then, yeah, to, you know, bring back a try to... I think starting Appy is a good move. But I, I think they're wasting a spot with Damian Cook. Yeah, if you got you, you got to pick either either one. You either got to have Appy or you got to have Cook. And I mean, Appy makes the most sense. I mean, they've got fucking Query, Lawai, oh, sure, Crichton. Yeah. Like it's the Penrith that, that, Yeah, that fourteen spot should be taken up by Hines realistically. He's the most versatile guy we have at the moment. And, oh, bro, I just I don't know what to make of it. But yeah, like you said, Matty, ever since that twenty twenty series. Like that, we had no reason to lose that series, and yet the old bastard managed to pull it, rub it out of the hat, and <laughs> get it done. Um, oh, fucking hell! Yeah, uh, I think, <laughs> think, uh, yeah, Cotter's a big loss for us. I think, oh, yeah, it's such a shame. Like, he, he, what a, what a game he had game one, but, um. Yeah, obviously, I think we've done well. Just move Tino to lock and bring in another prop and, yeah, bring back Arrow. Like, yeah, that was pretty stock standard. So, um, yeah. yeah, but maybe losing Cotter might keep it under 30. I don't know. The margin? Yeah, yeah, 30 plus. Yeah. I mean, he'll keep yeah, it. Yeah, could take Queensland minus 20, 27.5. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. I think we all agree on that one. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, mate. Yeah, you'll go with it. <laughs> uh, origin, origin, gay guy to just absolutely rip one in. Yeah, Bo for more is going to be a late change to the bench. He's going to score a hat trick, drop ten balls, but have a cracker. Yeah, he's coming in in, in place of Josh Papalii, and he's just going to absolutely shred him from the front. Yeah, and our good mate Callum, he's gonna he's gonna get a job as uh, Bo for Moore's personal strapper, fluffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whichever way you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll complain. 
Yeah, but nah, buddy, bring it on. Bit weird having Origin on a Sunday. I think we said it last year, but yeah. I I like this format. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. And the best thing about it too is is now that it's it's offset like this is that it um, brings game three into my off week and I'm allowed and my boss has taken me up to uh, game three. So I'm either going to see Queensland win it on on the day or I'm going to see him wrap up the clean sweep. So either either I can stick it to him because he's he's a New South Wales supporter and yeah, Chookies can't wait. Be good to rub it in. Hopefully. <laughs> I will, yes. I will be giving him shit. Yeah. You got to do it. <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's going to go to a game three over in Perth. We have a pretty good tra- track record at Perth, so I think game three is on the card, boys. Uh, look, man, let's... And, you know, Tim Foyle hat. Now, NRL make millions. Millions more, but more dollars when it's a fucking when it's a live game three. So, um, not saying that they're going to uh, doctor the result, but I'm just saying that there's uh, every opportunity that there's there's you know they're going to have every opportunity to uh, uh, what what am I going to say? Lean a certain way. That wouldn't happen in professional sport, surely. No. Well, well, of course not. A well-run, um, well-oiled machine like the NRL, no. Yeah. Peter, Vince McMahon, Volandes, he'll make sure it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. What, 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 a, uh, what, a, uh, what a bloody comparison that is. That's yeah, the, the week, uh, I haven't read much of it, but... Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's been a bit of a rough week for that for that name. Yeah, actually, that's uh, that's a good one. I know it's it's not really sport, but that'd be a great a great watch too. Is to go to a WrestleMania or go to a um, a SummerSlam or something like that. That'd be um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, yeah, when I was younger, I went to um, like when they'd bring it to Australia here. It was at, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was at the MCG or something. But yeah, because I used to yep. used to be a fan, probably like a lot of us growing up. So uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and obviously not the level of as you said a WrestleMania or whatnot. But um, yeah, it was it was, it was pretty bloody good. Obviously, as a kid, that liked... what did, did they used to just bring out? A, was it a Raw, or like an episode of Raw, or what? What was it? Was it an actual pay pay per view that came out? Not this one that I went to. No, it's just like a live, just like a live event untelevised. So, um, yeah, no, they just sort of had. Yeah, they, they still had some some bigger names, obviously, like the Triple H's and Undertakers. I was surprised yeah. they they didn't just trot out the sort of you know reserves. Yeah, but, the Rashiki, the Rashikis, <laughs> and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, and I was yeah, pretty good. So yeah, no, WrestleMania would be a good shout actually. The, Hundred yeah. hundred and whatever thousand people, so in a in a small stadium, but yeah. Hello, COVID. Yeah, breeding ground. Now they're back in business for tight. All right. That'll pretty much do us, I think. You guys got anything else you want to say? No, not just um yeah, just gonna enjoy a weekend of uh, international footy in origin. There should be some cracking games, so um, 
yep, between that and working, yeah, that'll that'll keep me busy. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I want to say is uh, David Mead has announced his international retirement after this game. Um, wow. wow. Yeah, he's, he's, cool. he's got a cool quits after the Papua New Guinea game for his rep career. Um, is, he, uh, is he captain? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, it would make sense, but, um, but uh, look, if you can get onto the Papua New Guinea game, you know, maybe he's been a good player for the game. And yeah, I mean, he, he just gives everything he has every game he plays. So, um, so yeah, if, if you can give him, give it a watch and cheer maybe and the boys on. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well said. All right. That'll do us for episode 18. Thanks for listening in. Um, don't forget, you can interact with us on Twitter at Bad Life Titans. Myself at Hammers, H4MMERZ. Uh, Anthony at GC underscore Anthony. Tommy at Jetso, Jet Zero underscore 10. And don't forget our good friend, The Biggest Tiger, at The Biggest Tiger and the Sports Best Friend Podcast Network. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy your origin of International Weekend. And we will check back in with you next week. See you later, boys. Thank you. See ya. Thank you, boys. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.